Welcome to the Forest FM podcast, episode 74. I'm Killian Vigna. And I'm Zoe Bill Springer. This week's episode is an interview with one of our 30 Days to Grow campaign participants. As always, we top off the show with our Forest Academy webinars. So grab yourself a cup of coffee, sit back, relax, and join us weekly for all your salons, business, and marketing needs. Good morning, Zoe. Good morning, Killian. So you're pretty much nearly just kicking off your holidays now as well, aren't you? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we said we'll catch you for one last episode before you left us for what, two, three weeks? It's about a week and a half. I won't be gone that long. A week and a half. Uh, well, look, we could all do it a bit. But I'm um, looking forward to today's one because we actually have an interview with a participant from our 30 Days to Grow. Now, I know the kind of the last few weeks we've been going through the different topics and themes and uh, things like those. But now we actually have someone who took part in the campaign to give their two cents on it, basically. Yeah, so like last year, we ran a contest asking participants for their feedback on the campaign, and one of the prizes was to be featured on Forest FM. Katrina Sutherland from Katrina Sutherland Country Spa, this year's winner, uh, and many congratulations, Katrina, has happily agreed to share her experience on the show with us today, just like Lilac Miller of Sleeping Beauty Salon last year did it. Do you remember that? Yeah, I do, yeah. So it's the same sort of thing again, isn't it? It's just kind of like feedback and actually, I suppose, talking to you guys out there and see how you did. So welcome to the show, Katrina. Hello. Delighted to have you on board. Thank you. We just saw kind of you were quite engaged in the Facebook page as well. And we just thought, you know what, you'd be the perfect person to reach out to because you had um, a nice big post here of kind of how your salon performed. But more importantly, you were saying that you couldn't actually do all of the challenges every day. And we thought this was brilliant because it did seem like a lot of salon owners thought that they had to do all 30 within 30 days. And while that is great to do, we know it's not always the ideal world. So you were kind of going through it and giving your, like I said earlier, giving your two cents. And we just wanted to see how you actually got on. So would you like to share just a bit of background about yourself and how you got into the industry and a bit about Katrina Sutherland Country Spa? Um, yes, I've been involved in the beauty industry. I qualified from Clydebank College in 1989. I worked in a, a busy salon for a year, got some experience, and then I decided to set up my own business. So um, back in 1989, 1990, there were no beauty salons in Caithness at all, and everything was very private and confidential in those days, similar to what it is now, but people wanted somewhere discreet that they could visit without everyone knowing. So my father suggested I use his spare bedroom. Now, uh, Caithness is a very rural place. It's um, very spread out. There are only two main towns, both with fairly small populations. And my father's place was two miles from the nearest village. It only had a population of about 1,200 people. So I used his spare bedroom and set up my business and advertised locally, did a lot of WRI demonstrations, slowly built up my business. And I think after about 15 years of working as a home-based salon, I built the Country Spa. Again, it's very rural. It's in the middle of nowhere. It's out in the countryside. But a lot of these clients that started with me in 1989 are still clients. But I have staff now that help me. And we have quite a, a busy wee salon here. That sounds great. I just wanted to touch off you were saying that uh, beauty salons tended to be very private and kind of out of the way. Why was that? 
1989, people uh, tended to come to beauty salons more for um, hair removal, if they had bad skin, if they had something that needed a bit, not medical intervention, but it would, it would generally be something embarrassing that they needed dealt with. Um, and they did not like everyone knowing that they had a skin problem or a superfluous hair problem. So it wasn't the sort of nice relaxation type business that it is now. People were very embarrassed often that they had to visit a beauty salon. So it was almost like a strategic placement to stay far outside the towns. You were saying you're a couple of miles out from the village. It's a strategic thing nearly. Well, I'd say that if you were going to be in a town, you needed somewhere with parking right at the door so that the client could get from the salon to the car without speaking to anyone. <laughs> <laughs> a quick escape from the door, from door yeah. to door. Yeah, basically, that's what it was like then. And how did you, um, so how, how was the progression? Ronan was telling us that uh, you were one of the first adopters in the UK of Forest, and um, you've been with us for a very long time. And so how has your salon progressed over the years? Like, how did you move away from that bedroom, essentially? I think beauty therapy as an industry has evolved greatly since I became involved. There are many treatments available now that hadn't even been thought of when I trained. Um, and as the treatments have evolved, so has people's perception of beauty. It's no longer considered this sort of luxury or the the vanity type thing. People now realize that their health is important and they need to relax and chill. And I do honestly think if more people visited a beauty salon, there would be less people visiting the doctor. <laughs> I'm finding it kind of funny because even just listening to you speak, you yourself sound very chilled and relaxed and you have such a calm tone to your voice as well. So uh, obviously it's working for your clients. And well, I mean, of course it's working because you've managed to keep clients for 15 years, you were saying. 30. I've had, had clients since 1989. <laughs> That's older than That's me. <laughs> Do you know, the staff tell me, Katrina, you've been doing beauty longer than I've been born. <laughs> That's a real morale boost for you, is it? Oh, tell me. So do you know, like, obviously you have some sort of kind of secrets. It, it's not just down to the fact that you're probably the only one in your area doing it. Like, is there anything off the top of your head before you did the 30 days grow that you knew you were doing right for retaining your clients? I've had a lot of practice now, and I think absolutely first and foremost, you must make that client feel like she's the only client you have. She is your top priority. Every single client must feel like that. You, you must make them feel valued, special. They're spending their money for your time. They want to be with you for that hour or 15 minutes or three hours. You have to respect that and realize they have a choice that they can spend their money anywhere they like and they're choosing to give it to you. So you have to be worth it. And given my location, there are lots of salons up here now. They choose to drive a minimum of 10, 20, 30 miles to come to me, bypassing other salons. So I have to make sure that's worth their while. Wow, I thought you were just going to say minutes there, but miles, yeah, that miles. is that is dedication. Yeah. 
Well, we just have to make sure it's worth their while because there are salons much closer to them than we are. That's fair enough. And how did you even hear about 30 Days to Grow to begin with? And what motivated you to get onto it? I think I probably saw it on Facebook and it kept popping up and it might have actually popped up on the front of my forest screensaver as well. And the the staff and I had just been at the Professional Beauty Exhibition in London and we'd come back quite inspired from that. We have the opportunity there to meet our suppliers, including Forest, and we go to the seminars, the business seminars, the treatment seminars. Yeah. And when we came back, I think the timing was just perfect. And I said to the girls, do you fancy having a go at this? You know, it'll be fun. And they said, yeah, why not? So so we did. We just thought, let's, let's go for it, you know? <laughs> I like the fact that you actually asked the girls if you wanted to go with it rather than taking the decision on upon yourself. <laughs> we have a happy team here, you know, it's it's like a joint decisions. And I think if uh, the team are involved, it makes everything so much easier. Well, exactly. It takes a massive weight off your shoulders, doesn't it? Mm, you're yeah. not taking because you've already got a whole business um, that you're having to take care of. And now someone's willing to go, well, yeah, let's all do the challenges together. Yeah. Speaking of which, how did you actually find the challenges this year? What was was this your first year for Thirty Days to Grow? Was it? This was my first year. Yes, we found the challenges. Some of them were easier than others. Some of them we haven't done yet, uh, but we have made a note of them and thought that looks like a really good idea, but not right now. So we'll do them later on in the year, like your um, challenge to send uh, or to give a thank you card to all the clients that come in that day, that'll be a fantastic challenge for us to do in December. And we will give a thank you card to every single client that comes in in December with a nice little gift. That's a good point, yeah, because rather than having to do it in the 30 days, you've already looked at a challenge going, I know when that's going to work for my salon. So it's not looking at it and going, yay or nay, it's that'll work then, that'll work now. So your notes for December exactly that's it's long-term thinking and that's what we kind of want to build this whole thing around it's not just now quick fix in 30 days and then you drop it it's how can we utilize this throughout the year exactly and there was another one where you build contacts with local businesses we have a, a hotel just two miles along the road it's been closed for years and just waiting for them to open so that we can go and build a relationship with them oh very interesting yeah that's another one yeah when we're talking about that and that came up as a challenge it's really interested to see how that worked out the partnership one like how did you approach it at first well we've done this previously um Obviously not as part of the challenge, but I have done it when I've been trying to build the business. We've approached florists and this hotel that I'm talking about, when it was open years ago, we had a relationship with them. If they sent their clients to the country spa, we would give them a 10% discount. And similarly, if they took my clients, my clients would receive a discount at the hotel, which worked really well for us because sometimes... Being in the middle of nowhere, ladies would like to travel maybe 50 or 100 miles to have a spa day, but they didn't want to just jump in the car and go home, so they would stay at the local hotel. 
if they can have a discount at that local hotel, they're probably more likely to stay over and have like a really nice spa break. Yeah, a nice little weekend away, yeah. Yeah, so we'll see if we can come up with an arrangement like this with the new owners. And and is there any plans for the hotel to be opened anytime soon or is it a lot? Yeah, oh. hopefully by the end of May. Oh, amazing. Great. So that could be actually coming at a really good time just before the summer. Yeah. But at least you, you have results as well from your previous partnership with them. So you actually have a bit of backing when you do approach them. So it's not just completely fresh. It's we've tried this before and it worked. I can say that whether they'll believe me or not, I don't know. But I think <laughs> if they are forward thinking, they'll at least consider it. Exactly. Yeah. So how involved were your team? Like, how how did the girls get on board with this? Did you start taking on more of the task or did they actually really enjoy the tasks and the challenges as well and jumped on just as much as you? They enjoyed the tasks. Um, we all enjoyed different tasks differently. Emily particularly enjoyed the retail and the Facebook competition. She has been selling products hand over fist she is showing off. <laughs> um, Ashlyn, she enjoyed sort of thinking about the clients and this, the salon and the layout and how we could present the products better for retail. And she's totally rearranged the retail shelves. Um, she's all about image and making the rooms look nice. And she's rolled up the towels and put different towels in different rooms so that it's just had a, a little freshen up. We've been looking at new uniforms for the salon to kind of match the new image. So she's been involved in that. Um, I've enjoyed the Facebook interaction. It's not something I do much of. It's an area that does challenge me greatly. Um, so I've had to get myself a little bit more offy with how to operate Facebook and how to put these competitions and keep the client interaction on Facebook. So I think the monthly competition will be a great idea for us. We did our basket and that brought a lot of interest. So I think we're going to do something for me. And we've just recently borrowed one of the ideas we saw in the 30 days challenge. One girl had put up Facebook are hiding our posts. So if you like this and leave us a comment, we'll know that you're seeing it. And now we're going to we're going to follow on from that and say, now that we know you're all seeing our posts, here's a nice little competition for me. I actually saw that that was put up. Yeah, that was a genius move. Brilliant. First off, it shows engagement, but it gives you because with the whole Facebook thing of clamping down on how many people actually see your post that you pay to boost it. I thought that was a genius move. Yeah, fair play. Definitely. So that was from one of your um, participants. Uh, and there have been loads of fantastic ideas from the participants. I've really enjoyed seeing what other people have been doing. And it's a great way for salons to help each other. The forum, the Facebook group. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. It was just fantastic. Some people had such clever ideas that we can use all over the country without interfering with each other's businesses. Well, that's it. You're so spread out from each other that it all it is all about contribution. Mm -hmm. um, Katrina, there was just one thing I wanted to touch off about your team. It sounds like your team really jumped on board this. They really kind of got involved 
And basically, they all identified areas themselves that they wanted to work in. So do you now feel like you understand the skill set and interests of your team a bit better than before? Oh, definitely. Um, Just through doing the challenges, it got the team talking amongst themselves and with me a bit more. And they've all got different interests and they've all got different um, skills and strengths. So we've been able to capitalize on that and let them do what they're good at and what they enjoy. But we've still got a really good balance so that the salon is not top heavy in one area and lacking in another. Yeah, and you've demonstrated, or they have demonstrated shared responsibility as well. So now you can actually go off and take care of the more kind of managerial and ownership side of things, knowing that the the girls can work on things like display, the uniforms. And now I know the social media is yours, but that could be another example. And again, it's just more weights taken off you. Oh, I would like them to do the social media. (laughs) (laughs) They're younger than me. They're much better at it, actually. I take a lot of advice from them on the social media. There's even things out there now where there are free free courses online. And even if one of the girls did that an hour a day, learned how to use social media, because it's all well and good using social media personally every day, but it's using social media for business purposes is slightly different. And I mean, like that could be something that they could start learning to do themselves then. Yes, absolutely. And I'm sure they would enjoy it far more than I would. Well, like we were talking about that on the interview with Rowena Doyle, where we were like, well, some people even just for retail, you know, you discover people who really, really enjoy retailing, but they just never spoke about it. So you don't necessarily know as an owner. This is true. Emily has just shone at the retail. She's absolutely put us all to shade and she just loves it. And she she listened to me one day saying to a client, you know, what products are you using on your skin? And when the lady told me, I said, well, it's not working, is it? And she says, I can't believe you were so rude to that lady. This is, but it wasn't working. And she's coming here because she wants her skin to look nice. So now she's realized that she can say to the client, look, what you're using is not working. You need to use our products if you want a result. And it's just given her the bravery to be a little bit more confident and just say, look, you know, if you want nice skin, you are going to have to use our products. The way we look at that is she's demonstrated that she's the expert that she is. Absolutely. But I think until this challenge, she maybe wasn't um, sure that she would be allowed to behave like that in the salon. Yeah. You know, she, would have, she thought that I might have found that a bit cheeky to the client or unacceptable. But I said, no, Emily, it is acceptable. You're the expert. You tell the client what they need to get the results they want. That's fantastic to hear. I'm actually so happy to hear that because this is your job. This is your profession. You have to have the confidence to turn around and go, actually, I know what I'm talking about here. Yeah, exactly. And they've always known they know their job, but I think they might have just been that little bit anxious that I would have pulled them up for demonstrating it to the client, you know, in a way that the client might have thought was, hmm, but... No, they've got the confidence to do what they want to do and do it well without me interfering. 
So you've noticed a lot of change in your staff then. Did you notice any uh, massive changes or even smaller changes in the running of your business per se, like on numbers or on on just day-to-day activity? Um, The reboot gain has definitely increased. The client spend has increased. As for me running the business, I'm probably always going to (sighs) be... It's always going to be difficult for me to take time off because this is my baby and, you know, but I do think I'm definitely getting better at taking more time to actually run the business rather than allowing the business to run me. I've always thought on the business as a bit like my child and they go through the stage where you have to grow it and you have to nurture it and look after it then it turns into the stroppy teenager and you have to sort it out and remind it no I'm the boss here not you and then I think once you get past that teenage level and they become nice adults then you rub along harmoniously again that's a that's a serious way of putting it. Yeah, it's basically your child and going through the developments and adolescence and whatnot. I suppose every person has been there as that child, haven't they? They can relate to it as well. Um, so I suppose are there any challenges that stood out, or I suppose that you didn't get around to, that you know are going to help you ineffectively run your future, your business down the line, like. Like we were saying earlier about kind of not getting around to do all the challenges. Are there any particular ones that you already have set aside that you're going to do throughout the year? Like, what are the challenges you feel are the biggest impacts for your business? Well, at the moment, I'm going to have to prioritize the GDPR um, and and get compliant with that. And I've already spoken to your forest um, helpers with that one. Um, the other one we have is the personalised cards, which we'll do in December. Team building day, I still have to organise that with the girls. I'm going to let Emily and Ashlyn sort that out themselves. We've got two new Saturday girls and it would be lovely to organise a team building day with them. But I will let them deal with that. Um, building the contact and the relationship with this hotel when it opens is set aside for the future and that won't be in the too distant future. We have already got excellent relationships with our suppliers. We've already got really good customer service and maintaining contact with our customers through the forest email and SMS systems. We've got the client reconnect. We're very active in keeping clients up to date with special offers, what availability we've got in the salon. We've got our online booking. I think as far as customer service goes, we pretty good on that, although I know there's always room for improvement. Um, and we've been taking more notes as one of the challenges suggested, find out something treatment related about your client. And we've been recording more and more so that we can have their tea exactly as they like it when they come in, or we can make sure they don't have any perfumed products on their eyes or whatever it is that they they particularly like or don't like about their treatment. So there's a lot there for us to be getting on with. But it seems you kind of have, you have the upper hand on this. Like you seem like very on top of it. You know where you're going, you know exactly what you want to do, what you want to achieve, um, which is absolutely fantastic. Uh, Do you have any advice 
for anyone who would be struggling with the challenges or looking into getting maybe into the challenges either this year, throughout the year, or later on next year when we run it again? I think the challenges have been absolutely fantastic for us. They've made us look at areas of the business that we've never really considered before um, or or considered briefly. I think even if somebody signs up for the challenge and does three of them, it's three more than they would have done otherwise. And it's three that's going to benefit their business in some way. And I think it can be a little bit disheartening if you see everybody's posts and it looks as though everybody's doing great. But I can assure you that Everybody that runs a business has got the same challenges, whether they're a one-man band or whether they're running 50 staff. The, the problems are the same, getting the clients in the door and keeping them happy. If you can do that as a one-man band, then you can take all the credit. Um, I think, you know, everybody should just aim to improve one little bit each day. And if you can do that, you'll get success eventually that's amazing to hear because like this campaign isn't designed to bombard you with challenges it isn't designed to overwhelm you and feel like there's tons of areas that you're missing it's purely just because like you were saying you've had clients loyal clients for 15 years all you would have already been doing a lot of those challenges before they became challenges so it's just trying to find what aren't you doing or what could you try out and yeah no that that's great to hear yeah i think there were days when we missed the challenges and I just thought, you know what, I don't feel guilty. I'm really busy today. I don't have time. Obviously, I'm doing things really well or I wouldn't be busy. Yeah. So if if you're not busy on that particular day, then you get stuck into the challenge so that you will be busy next year. So would you, in terms of doing the 30 days to grow next year, would you have any like feedback on things that you might find would be easier for salon owners like yourself then to get through it. If would there be any areas of it that you'd change? Maybe even have a challenge every two days or something like that. No, no, I don't think you want to make it easier. <laughs> I think um, I think if it's a challenge, it's a challenge, and if it's easier, it's not a challenge. Uh, I think what you have to do is accept the challenge, do your best. If that means that you miss out three out of seven challenges, then if four's your best, then that's great. Next year when you could do it, you could try to do five of the challenges because you'll already have in place the ones that you've set up for this year. So I think if it's a challenge, it's got to be a challenge. And I didn't manage to do all the challenges. I don't beat myself up about that. I can set a date in the future and do the challenges I've missed. They're still on Facebook. You can still read them. You can go back to it. And whenever you decide to do it and it's the right time for you and you've got time to think about it, you can give it everything then and really make a success of it. Or you could choose to do a challenge every three days yourself. Well, look, Katrina, you couldn't have said it any better. That's been absolutely brilliant. And your advice at the end I love your advice at the end. So what I'm going to say to you is I'm looking forward to seeing your posts in December in that Facebook group page just before we uh, let you go. Um, because it would be great to see that Facebook page keep going. And you were saying you didn't get around to all your challenges. I'd, I'd still love to see throughout the year how you get on with those challenges when you do decide to do them. Will the Facebook page still be open? 
Of course. That Facebook page is open all year long. It's actually the same one as last year. Oh, okay. Throughout the year, we had people joining it because like, what was it? Last year we did it in, so this year was April. Last yeah, year we last did it in, in July. July. But the challenges are there. Anyone can do them throughout the year whenever they want. Yeah, that's excellent. No, we'll continue to post. Um, it, it was fun. We enjoyed it. And we we even had the clients taking the photos. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. <laughs> The, the ones that were set up with the flowers, it was the clients that arranged that for me because she didn't like my pictures. <laughs> so well, look, had to staff interaction, client interaction. It's been fantastic. That's even better again because we call that user-generated content. It means your clients are providing the content for you. Totally. The, the clients all thought it was quite amusing as well to be part of this challenge and, you know, well, look, listen, Katrina, thanks very much for joining us on the show today, for giving your, um, like I said, your two cents on the campaign. And I wish you and your team all the best throughout the year with the campaign as well. So that was Katrina Sutherland of Katrina Sutherland Country Spa. And it was great to just get her insights in the campaign because like a lot of you out there, she didn't get to do it all in the 30 days, but that hasn't stopped her from pursuing it. She's just going to keep doing it over the next couple of months. And we encourage you all to do the same. So we're pretty much on the second half of the show now, Zoe, isn't that right? Yes. So uh, down to the Forest Academy webinar. So Instagram Masterclass is back with Chris Brennan. Most of you probably remember this one. So it's an hour long masterclass about, you know, how to follow, how to set up your account the right way, how you can do uh, marketing for your salon through Instagram and all of those things. So this webinar is taking place on Monday, May 21st. So next week. So from 3 p.m. to 4 p.m. UK Ireland time or 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. US Eastern time. And like I said, it's with Chris Brennan. If you wanted to uh, sign up for this webinar, all you have to do is, as usual, go onto our Facebook page in the events section and you click the Instagram Masterclass event there. Click find tickets and they are free as usual. It's just to save your spot on the day. So I hope you enjoyed today's episode. That's it for us today. If you have any feedback, feel free to leave us a review on iTunes or on Stitcher. We're always looking for suggestions on how to improve the show. Otherwise, have a wonderful week and we'll catch you next Monday. All the best. All the best.